Welcome to episode 19 of All the Horrible Things, Stranger Things Season 4, Part 1 edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, you do have to say Part 1, because we're going to have to do a, a Part 2. We are going to have to do a Part 2, absolutely. I actually was surprised that there was seven episodes. For some reason, I had misread that there was seven total. We were getting like four and three. Do you right. know how many is going to be in this next batch? I don't. That's a great question. Okay. Yeah, going into the season, I had no idea. I thought we were going to get less, like like you just said. Maybe like yeah. four and like, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. And all the episodes yes. are like wicked long, too. They're like feature length. They are. Did it feel that way to you? Mm, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit? Okay. Yeah. I guess depending on the episode, but I don't know. I got absorbed. I had the Eggo waffles in the first <laughs> episode. Um, and then we got the Domino's themed stranger things uh special for the uh for the finale oh, so we, we were really immersed in that's in fun. this season yeah watched was... it all in one day that's a we good woke day up, watched the entirety of it that's a very good day that's a very long did you day. do that with the other ones how about the other three seasons how did you end up watching those how did you end up oh, finding out man, about the show to I, begin with well i remember there was there was some buzz when season one came out and I I don't know why I'm remembering this. I could be wrong, but I swear it came out like on New Year's. I think you are wrong about that because okay. I remember very distinctly where I was. I was in Colorado watching it and it was like July. Okay. Pretty sure it was July because the first one came out in the summer. The second one came out around Christmas. The third one came out in the summer again. And then we have another somewhere on here. Okay, but I think that might have changed had it not been for the delay with the pandemic. Right, right. But I remember very specifically as a huge fan of Winona Ryder, back yeah. around like when Black Swan came up, you're like, where is this woman? Why isn't she out there more? She yeah, needs like a, more? a reboot herself. And I remember seeing Stranger Things on her IMD page and being like, you know, this might, this might be good. This sounds yeah. like it uh, could be something that's good for her. And obviously... It's it's the most popular show on Netflix, like ever, right? Uh, crazy. That's a that's what a, comes a fair point because they just announced that this most recent season was their biggest, um, like season release as far as okay. things go. Yeah, I don't know. Which I makes mean, sense. I, go ahead. Yeah. Now I was to say Netflix is one of those weird things where they they're always in competition with themselves. I feel like they're trying to break their own records. Stranger Things has to be their number one show. I'm thinking, like, what comes close? I know Ozarks was very popular, but I got to be honest with you. I just finished the last season of Ozark, yeah, and it felt really repetitive and redundant to me. Yeah, um, I agree. Do you feel like I Stranger agree. Things is suffering from any of that? No. We're in Although, a... okay, you I could, agree. You could, comp you could say every season has its very specific formula, you know, with your, your villain... But what they've done so well is that they've grown the cast each time. Yeah. And then they, they haven't stuck with the same big bad, you know, like every time. Right. You know, you've got your Mind Flayer and your Demogorgon, and now you've got this whole new character who's we'll get to. Good old Vecna. I, I mean, I don't want to discount that third season villain because that was my favorite. The body horror angle of the third season. With Billy? Like, yeah, with Billy. Billy? I really, really liked season three. I don't know. It just, I, I, in my order, if we're talking about the order of seasons, granted season four isn't completely done and I have high hopes for what they've set up for part mm -hmm. two, um, is one, three, four, two. Two is my least favorite by far. The only thing that kind of like keeps yeah. two amazing is Bob. And of course, we all know the Debbie Dogs. 
take out Bob. For some reason, two just did not land with me like the other seasons have. I and agree. I felt like at times four had a two vibe where I felt too claustrophobic, too much stuff in the lab, too much Russia stuff. I felt like it was straying away from the atmospheric stuff that makes the show so powerful sure. at times. At times. I mean, I would, I would I, agree. What's your order? What's your I, order? I, it's, it's one, four, three, two. Um, okay, so you're liking four better than three so far. Yeah. Wow. I, um, okay. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. I think it has a lot to do with this um, origin of the character. I really like, and we're going to talk about horror references here, you've got a character that's similar to Freddy Krueger and Pinhead. Um, and Pennywise. And Pennywise. Um, who can make you sort of envision horrific things. Um, and I like that he isn't um, physically in their world yet. Right. But You um, think that's I, an I, inevitability then? He's going to he's gonna come into Hawkins yeah, in part two? Yeah. You think so? I think we're... Interesting. Um, well, I think you've got a character... Um, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but, but Vecna's, Vecna's origins starts off as a human. Why couldn't he, you know, reverse and... and um, and finally cross back over, you know, like do a reverse. Indeed. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that ending ending later and what exactly yeah. happens to him. Because yeah. uh, there's some clear. We're going to talk about unanswered questions there toward mm-hmm. the end of the cast. Um, but let's really quick backtrack for one second and talk about why they did break it up into two parts. Why do you think they did? Well, I think that they saw a lot of success with um, Ozark. And I, and I think you're going to see mm-hmm. more of that. I think they're they're stealing from other platforms as far as, you know, how do we... I mean, Netflix was the, the first to put everything out there to binge, right? And I think that right. they needed to almost reinvent themselves. I think people are flying through things too quickly, and they're seeing drop-off. I bet they're seeing a lot of people only subscribe for this, you know, weekend or whatever. Uh, but now when you break it up over time, you've got to either maintain your subscription you have to um, at least for two months worth of subscription. That's interesting. I hadn't even thought right. about that. I think it's more of like a, a selfish thing on their end instead of just okay. Um, I get that. I for yeah. I, I definitely. It's going to be self-serving no matter what. But from oh, my yeah, perspective, yeah. it's more of like kind of talking about what you're talking about less monetarily and more like in the zenith in in the zeitgeist of what people are talking about. Um, instead of just that one month where it's Stranger Things month, now we got a Stranger Things summer. Right. Right. It's you, you can just like drag out all the promotions with like the Doritos and the Dr. Peppers and all that stuff. And it has relevance. Yeah. It doesn't feel like, oh, that's old when you're getting that second dose come July. It just is a Stranger right. Things summer versus a Stranger Things month. From my yeah. perspective, just, I mean, or Stranger Things weekend, you know, I mean, like you said, right. you watched yeah. the entire season in a day or the first I part did. of the season in a day. And that's what we used to do. Um that's like I said. They the Stranger Things almost created the model of just binging. I also think, though, from a creative standpoint, it's really exciting way to almost have mini seasons where you can do a cliffhanger halfway through. Right. I think it's just good storytelling. Um, yeah, I completely agree. Especially given the cliffhangers we're left with here at the end of this one. Uh, I'm yeah. dying to know because there's one character that's in particular danger. It would seem. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that character to bite it. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about we'll Nancy. Get, we'll get to that. They're talking about Nancy here. <laughs> Nancy is in the thrall 
of uh, the Eldritch Power. This is something I did a little research to find out about. Right. If you're watching the um, subtitles along with it, when our big bad, 001, is uh, doing stuff or you get action with the portals, there's something called the Eldritch Hum or the Eldritch Power like throb. Um, depending on what's going on. And essentially, Eldritch is something weird and sinister, ghostly, ancient from another dimension. Hmm. Um, it kind of, it has like Lovecraftian sort of vibes to it. So uh, one of the big ma- major unanswered question is where did 001 get his powers? Of course, we're talking about Henry Creel slash Peter. Where did our big bad becomes Vecna get his powers initially? Because that's unclear. Well, I guess that's it's kind of unclear I mean, just overall, like this this program that they're running here in um, in Hawkins, did they originally find kids with you know telekinesis abilities, or do they? This is something that I'm not clear on myself, right. and I had a theory, but it, uh, a couple people tried to refute it, and I didn't remember where they were coming from. But from my perspective, listening to his final villain monologue, it sounded like he might be all of their dads of sorts. Is it possible that they use this kid to make the rest through his DNA or whatever the hell? Interesting. Do they exist without him? That's interesting. Question. But would a dad murder? Well, he's not technically their dad. No, dad I know. I'm know just saying, I mean? but like in a father figure type of a role, he's only really sympathizing with Eleven. Because she's the mirror, mirror version of him. She's the inverse right. of him. Um which is interesting. Another uh, bit that popped up in like this Easter egg video is that there's the right and left. Essentially, uh, Henry slash 001 uses his left hand to use his psychic powers, while uh, Eleven uses the right. right and left is associated with kind of evil and bad luck in a lot of old literature. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he is their origin or not and this is something I, I really am desperate to know because all we really know based on this new season is that jane slash 11 was taken away from her mom right we don't know under what sort of situation that occurred um where's where's her real dad then, right and at what age was she taken away was she taken away as a baby or when she got old enough is this like a the boys vought situation well here's my theory and we're going down into some x-men um type uh theories here is that vecna has the ability to almost search for let's just call them mutants oh okay like cerebro the Which same is way, yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. the same way Cerebro works is that you know Professor X can can now go into this space where he can see people, hear people, and and maybe, and then we could tie this back into that other theory. Is it to your mm. the one you just spoke about? Double O one, did they use him to find these kids? Ah, that's a really good theory. I think, and that, that's it would make sense because now Vecna, we've seen Vecna moving through the space to find kids who have, you know, um, I don't know really what he's searching for. These vulnerabilities when we, when he finds and he plucks kids, um, is he just, is he, is it random? Is it, um, like I said, vulnerability, but, um, I definitely see some X-Men and then go to jump back into X-Men is the Hellfire Club is, um, also, so, so I wouldn't be surprised if there were some more, 
comic book type things going on here because they even refer to Eleven as going back to find her superpowers. And even one of that's, the episodes. That's a really good point. And yeah. Especially considering that the Hellfire Club in the X-Men deals with Jean Grey's like biggest storyline where well, she Phoenix. becomes the Dark Phoenix. And the Dark Phoenix, yeah. which is also something you could see going on with um, Eleven. They're really pumping right. her, her magic up all the way where you might have... In a season five, you might have a Dark Phoenix type thing where Ooh. where um, Eleven could be the the big bad in, in, in season five. Uh, I like that theory. I think I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't notice the accent, but I feel like this season more than any other season doesn't just rely on uh, horror inspirations. No. No, although it is leaning heavily into it this season, and I think that's why I'm liking it so much more than the previous seasons. True, especially uh, oh my goodness, when they're in the ho- the uh, high school, the vibes you get from Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. I feel like even at times the music really kind of mimicked the uh, franchise that it was kind of paying homage to. Oh yeah, especially in the high school. But then if you notice when they're at the lake too, it has more Camp Crystal Lake music, more Friday the Thirteenth esque yeah. sort of music. Um, so I think they were very conscious about that. It's like. Easter Egg City in this in this show, which it really is. Love. It's it's like they um, have really leaned into just like not. I mean, they are a little obvious. I mean, season one, I remember going back and, and looking at like, well, Nancy, right? We've got our, our hmm. one of our main characters is Nancy, right out of um, a Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. Yeah. And, then, and then there was other things like um, the, the shirt that Johnny Depp wore in in um, the first Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare. The oh, Zero One. Someone else is wearing it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There was just a oh, lot that's of that's great. Yeah, and and now I think they're just kind of like a little bit fan serving us as to yeah. um, the things going on. And um, I mean, what about all the um, the Stephen King references too that we could go into? So much Stephen King, and apparently uh, all the California stuff was meant to look like E.T., which That's I didn't realize in real time, but looking back, it absolutely does have E.T. vibes. Yeah. And there's another E.T. moment, too. I don't know if you remember when um, the nerd that works with Nancy at the paper is having his, like, waking vision in the forest, and the, and there's, like, all these undead that are staring at him. There's the little girl that kind of points at him, and it, it mimics Vecna's hand. But at the same time, the finger comes out very similar to how E.T.'s finger comes with the, with the phone home business. There's a couple other little Easter eggs like when Dustin's yeah. on the payphone where it says E.T. phone home on it, too. And then, of course, there's Indiana Jones stuff going on in that plane when they're oh, uh, abducted and brought to Russia. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like Spielberg <laughs> got really bigged up in this. And of course, like you said, Stephen King. Um, in one of these Easter egg videos, they pointed out how the mailman in it, I don't know if you remember the mailman character, but he's a Steven Spielberg lookalike. He's like a dead ringer for Spielberg. Uh, so, yeah, now, they're now, getting a little You're talking about the mailman when... when um, in California. Yeah, okay. She's expecting That the... drops off the Russian package with gotcha, the doll. Gotcha, gotcha. Which I was so confused when... And Murray's all like, get a rope. It's like, why do you oh, just I know. crack it open? <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking the same thing, but it was a really great payoff when he's. It like, was. It could, it could have been a bomb. Brilliant. It could have been a bomb. Brilliant. Yeah. And no, that was great. Um, let's talk about some of these new cast members that we yes, have. Please. Yes, um, please. Let's let's start with what's going on in California because I feel like the first two episodes really heavily 
focuses on the California business. And you got Jonathan's new buddy, Argyle, um, who's the stoner character who works at the pizza joint. Surf Boy Pizza? Is that right? I believe that's right. And that's I think it's just like a, a really nice nod to Spicoli from Fast Times. Um, right. I didn't love Argyle. How about you? I, I understand. I mean, I, there were moments where I'm like, this guy's fun. And then there was moments where I was like, this guy's way over the, the top here. Um, I think you, you had mentioned about like scene stealing here. and like, I, I, he, I felt like he was trying to be the standout character for the season right. and it backfired right. in a way. Um, yeah. And it, it, in fact, when Murray shows up and like makes everybody dinner before him and Joyce head off to uh, Alaska, I felt like I related the most with Murray. He was like, who's this guy again? Why is this guy here? Do we need this yeah. guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> I just felt like he embodied how I was feeling about it. He's like, is this character really necessary other than the fact he's the only one with a vehicle? You know? A vehicle and a job, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. In but California. I didn't really see... Did you believe the bro-ship between him and Jonathan? No, it seemed a little bit too fast, you know? I'm like, you haven't been out there that long, and you've got this guy who's willing to put his life on the line. Just... Right. That being said, um, I, 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 a lot of people are talking about the direction of Jonathan's character. And I think given, you know, his senior year in high school or whatever, and he's lovelorn, I think him getting a little too stony is not it's a, it's appropriately timed, I guess. But it yes. certainly does not make him more likable. Uh, you know, these are these are they're not the Cheech and Chong. They're not as these lovable stoners. It's kind of like, I agree. Oh, wow. Jonathan has squandered his potential sort of thing um, for the Spicoli ripoff that I don't know. I I cared much less about what was going on in California than what was going on in Hawkins. Yeah. And it definitely seemed like that was um, maybe just a way to break up the season or as far as like the locations go, they, 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 I mean, I kind of understand the, um, the Jane 11 storyline, you know, just put into a real school. There's real bullies. Her powers are gone. She's got to learn how to be more of a human um, with her interactions and like, we learned that like didn't it seem uh, like she regressed though from like season three in as Hawkins? Far as her it seemed like she was more savvy. Granted, she had Max there, kind of teaching her, so maybe she has nobody there, kind of guiding her to be that girlfriend. But I felt like she just seemed like she became less savvy and less civilized in a way. And yeah, it seemed yeah. like she was suddenly younger than she she plays in season three to me. And honestly, I felt like. Max is the best actress in the whole show now, or the best actor in the whole show. I and Millie Bobby Brown's abilities weren't quite what I what I remember them being. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but or maybe it's just how her character was written. I just was less invested in her um, than I have been in other seasons. Maybe it's because she's stuck in the lab the majority of the season, and I, I found so. most of the lab stuff really tedious. Yeah, I um, I think so. I think. Um, maybe they there's a, there's like a moment in like Stephen movies where your hero needs to kind of like relearn how to do everything. They need a a moment. Um, it just seems like it's it's taking a long time. But I I agree with you. Uh, and especially about the point to Max. Max is uh is a really great character right now and sort of like just holding everything together. I agree. Actually, there's a quote from an owner writer saying that she believes Sadie Sink, who plays Max, 
is, will inevitably be the next Meryl Streep. And I got to say, I see that possibility because like that. I've seen her in two two movies beyond Stranger Things, and she was great in both of them. One of them yeah. was that series that you really liked. It was the, the, the second one, right, where it's at the camp. Oh, it was on Netflix. It was um, set in three different periods. Oh, yeah. The, it um, just came out last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. The book series. Um, Fear Street? Fear Street, yes. Yeah. yeah, she was one of the redeemable qualities in the, in that series for me. Yeah, you're right. Um, well, then she's in another one, too. I can't remember the name of it, but huh. she's like this outsider looking into this house where this kid is essentially being manipulated by, I think it's Lily Tomlin or something. Um, but she's she's good. I think I think she's has the most potential of of all the cast. So I'm glad that this first part one really revolved around her and most of the Hawkins stuff. Yeah, you almost were expecting her to have powers. You know, like you were almost expecting mm. her to be, um, sort of like I was saying, like kind of holding everything together. Like you might as well just give her powers to yeah to really take over. Yeah, uh, who knows? It might still happen. They still got a season and a half left. But um, I was a little bummed once I saw how Vecna does slay um, his victims because in the preview, they gave away that Max starts to float in the graveyard. Yeah. So I knew immediately four, four episodes later, she's going to be targeted. So that was kind of annoying. They probably shouldn't have given that away. But it is. Yeah. let's talk about how Vecna does it because that – makes this season maybe more dark than any other season, the way in which he kills these yeah, more the troubled way, kids. The way that Team. Vecna is able to just find these kids who are, who are like maybe in a moment of weakness, vulnerable, get inside their head and just really, you know, it's interesting. He, he almost, we see him give them like an option of joining him but it seems like either way you're ending up dead and like tied to a tree right but remember according to um henry at the end they're not dead he says they become right. part of him and that's he wants them to part join of the unanswered him. questions that i have uh what does that well, exactly mean and yes then, yeah yeah i'm with you there uh let's jump back and talk about uh more of the california kids um <laughs> Let's talk about Angela, who's bullying for eleven. Yeah, and terrible, her, terrible kid. She's horrible. I mean, this, I'm a little frustrated because I felt like it was kind of a one-note bully. There was no depth or dimension to this crew of bullies. Angela, and then specifically Jake was the one that threw the milkshake at her. I hated him right. most. I was like, I'm. I wanted him to get Vecna so bad, but he was in California. You know what I really hated about Angela? That her book report, she picked Helen Keller. It's like, this this girl is really sick. You know, she's yes. she chose Helen Keller, and I think that's maybe the amount of depth we get about her character as far as what she's willing to do to get ahead. I mean, right. we, we learned that you're... Yeah, we learned that you're supposed to pick, like, your hero. And... Like okay, you're 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 trying to get points. I'm picking um, somebody from history that maybe you wouldn't have. Um, mm-hmm. You can just tell that she's just from that moment on a horrible person. Horrible person to the max. I'm really hoping some of those kids get more of a come up and stuff. Granted, oh, she I... did get smarshed in the head pretty bad. Um, yeah, but yeah, with the, you just yeah, with I kind of I, 
I forgot about the Helen Keller business. That might have been kind of foreshadowing to Vecna because he's blindly killing people. You know, you can't really. Yeah. He's got some sort of similarities to Helen Keller in a way. Um, she's like the good version of what he is. But uh, anyways, yeah, Angela sucked. I was glad she got smashed in the face. I'm glad it was, oh, yeah. was a type two concussion or whatever. I was like, good. It should have been worse. It um, should have been. But I think it is interesting that, of course, she's this girl that would then press charges. And then the cops show up to oh, take yeah. Eleven away. How did you like this um, transition from... 11 in California to then 11 getting re-scooped up by the lab. Well, I'll tell you, um, first of all, I really like Paul Reiser's character. Oh, you can't go wrong with Paul Reiser. I love, well, yeah, I love him and I love his character because they almost, when they, when they re- reintroduce his character in the start of the season, they show him and it almost looks like he's just retired, you know, mm-hmm. he and his wife are out and they moved out West and then we find out that he has this he's still tied into the government into this secret agency and then we we revealed that he's still working for Matthew Modine which I kind of didn't like I kind of wish that you know you had this safe feeling that Paul Reiser was this dad figure since since um Hopper's missing we've got somebody who's going to take care of 11 um yeah but, the, but but yeah then then you then you just find out he's even though he's unaware of Modine's tactics of how we're giving her powers back, um, I did find it, you know, very Hollywood movie, uh, Men in Black type situation where they're they scoop scoop her up and they go to the yeah. middle of the desert. There's a doorway in the middle of the desert, which was very funny to me. Um, that was cool. Well, that I was didn't really cool. Yeah, that was cool. And the explanation that these uh, they're doing this work down in this old, like, what was uh, used for testing out, like, missiles. And uh, I don't know. I, I just think they were kind of, like, leaning into the whole, like, this stuff could be real, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it necessarily when they when they pulled her over and then took her, took her off the police's hands. Uh, I guess I just felt like when she got to the lab, we were seeing the same thing over and over again. Yes. She almost escapes. Uh, then does she like Brenner? Does she not like, is it Papa? Is it not Papa? Um, I just, I really struggled with taking the character that we're supposed to be the most invested in and just like shoving her into flashbacks for the entirety right. of the latter three quarter of this part one. Um, it was, it was a struggle for me. And actually the technology and how how they did it. Granted, they've established her uh, being in the tank, the tank of water, right? The full right. immersion tank. But then to like pop a VHS in <laughs> yeah. as he was doing yeah. and just have it like yeah. projected atop. I don't know. I just, I, I wasn't did. buying into how they were having her relive her flashbacks. That seemed really ludicrous right. to me. Right. But, you know, suspend your disbelief, I guess. But so yeah. you you're in the stance that Brenner is bad. His plans all along have been evil. Well, or you know, at least nefarious. I, I I would say yes, only because I don't like the way how he's just willing to. I mean, he even describes it. You know, if, if you want to relearn, it's like sink or swim type of a situation where he just really throws Eleven back into right her her past. Now, I also think that maybe he was manipulating some of the other students growing up to kind of um, tough love towards Eleven um, to try to get her powers out. Not a cool way of working with right. children. 
Um, but at the end of the day, I, I do think he actually cares about them. Um, yeah. Um, what confuses me more than anything is that 001, so essentially Henry slash Vecna, when he's going through his past and how ultimately he kills his mom, he kills his sister, frames his dad. Yeah. And then he has a coma. He, he falls into a coma because he's used too much of his power. He didn't know how to control it or how to limit his use. And then he wakes up with Brenner, who right. he says, I wake up with the very doctor I was trying to escape or I was trying to not see again. Right. So he had known Brenner prior to all this. So it's possible that the origin of his powers does still stem back to Brenner in some way. Yeah. We don't know that he's like the OG uh, with powers that he got naturally or whatever. It could still have been associated with Brenner tactics. So, cause he knew Brenner. I, I feel like that's a really significant thing that was kind of glossed over. It was, it was glossed Henry over. as a kid knew Brenner prior because all these doctors had said that he was broken or whatever. Well, maybe Brenner was the one that said, well, that's the good kind of broken. Let's use that for, I don't know, military purposes. But it doesn't seem like that Hawkins lab is for military purposes, does it? No, no, it doesn't. Not military. And yet the military is always involved. I mean, one of our other new characters is the Lieutenant Colonel Sullivan, I think his name is. Right. Who's, um, we're not really 100% sure if he's good or bad, yet, yet they paint him in an evil you know, especially when he tortures the other security dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that. Oh my goodness! Like that yeah. mummy case or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, just drop was out. That was messed barf. up. Oh yeah, I don't think he's a good guy. Unless no, I, there's I, I stuff understand. we don't know. Maybe it is mist esque. Everything is on the brink of flooding through. Um, but my biggest issue was like Paul Reiser. He's mentioning Hawkins is in danger. Isn't like the world in danger? Why is it just Hawkins? Like these monsters are just confined to Hawkins if they get loose. I don't know why it's just so Hawkins centric. Yes, that's the Hellmouth, the the gate. But at the same time, is that, isn't there bigger implications that are really never acknowledged? To me, that felt more like a way of manipulating Eleven to be like that's like ah, that's okay. your home. That's where your family, your friends and family are. That's kind of how I felt. Because we, as an that. audience, know that the Upside Down hit somehow, another unanswered question, connects to Russia. Hmm. Yes, which is As far as like a portal. Timeline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely stuff that needs to be known. But it is interesting because you're right. I think it was a manipulation of Eleven to a certain degree because another one of the Easter eggs apparently is that moment where they're sitting at that table and it's like, Hawkins is danger. You're our only hope. Was very Star Wars esque yes. when Leia is the hologram talking yes. to to Help Luke. Obi Wan, yeah. And there's another uh, Star Wars quote when Dustin says, "Never tell me the odds." So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're getting Man, a couple another of those scene stealer, Dustin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong with Dustin ever in any of these scenes. He is great. Oh my gosh, the most heartbreaking moment is when Steve goes too far and talks about his teeth falling out again. He's oh, like, I Dude. know. That, that was too far. He says too like, far. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> and just the way Dustin responds is like, eh, it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just so yeah. understanding. It was a really uh, heartfelt moment, those two. Was. And I love how the audience loves these two together, but yes. Steve is always trying to get out of there being stuck together. Right. Like babysitter Which is just again? hilarious. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is something I'm a little concerned about because as we've discussed, Nancy is in danger at the end of this season, but a lot of conjecture out there suggests 
Steve's death makes the most sense in part two. Interesting. Because it will fulfill his redemption arc. And just because we've had all this business, are Steve and Nancy going to get back together or not? Um, his death might have more impact. Granted, I think Nancy's death would have more impact in that finally you're going to have give Mike some sort of emotional thing to deal with again since right. season two, maybe. Has he really kind of had anything to struggle with? And he, in the first season, he's kind of next to Eleven, the main character. And I feel like Mike has not been really given uh proper dues of late i guess based on the first season but if nancy dies then you can bring back carla bueno the mother to nancy's mom who had such a big role in three to then have such a small role in four again she had to been a little pissed when she saw these scripts to go from (laughs) such a major player to really background to the background again yeah with just some snarky comments right right granted i will say whenever there's like family framed shots she is the center so she yeah. is kind of like the head parent i guess in terms oh, of yeah. where she lands on the call sheet but um who else are we dealing with in terms of uh new players so in hawkins we got this new basketball bully squad right yes yes we've got this really great sub storyline going on of what was really going on in the 80s with the satanic panic of you know parents <laughs> pushing um their kids uh you know really into religion because they were scared of the devil actually you know the devil's influence with music and and uh and cults at that time which is ironic because the satanic panic people are because of their 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 fear it's creating them to be a huge villain you know, you've yeah. got the townspeople, like even like in Frankenstein, you know, you've got the villagers and that's exactly what's happening is they're creating the panic and they're the becoming mob mentality. a mob. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, when this character goes into the, the town hall meeting and essentially usurps uh, the role of the sheriff, it's like, we got we got to go hunt down these D&D nerds. Well, the introduction of his character in the pep rally is like, oh, my God. Oh, that's we right. Hate, we hate this guy. I hate this guy. Hate him. <laughs> I hate this guy who's you know he's peaked he has peaked in his senior year of high school that's absolutely right he's got yeah. nothing to go but down after this and, and he, and he himself is such a heavy influence slash boss over his friends yeah which is why I understood why Sinclair kind of placated to him at first because I will admit there was a moment where it was like are you really selling out your friend Sinclair come on man right uh, but of course he doesn't but at the same time, you could see how this guy had so much just like clout and, and pressure in the town that he kind of had to run run with their mob mentality for a second there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, what do you do? You think he loved Chrissy? Do you think he's actually upset that his beloved Chrissy was our first victim of Vecna in the trailer? Honestly, he is so selfish, mm-hmm. and uh, his ego is so large that I really don't think. It was almost like an insult to him that his right. his girlfriend was killed. Like that's a good way to put it. You know, yeah. Um, How dare you take away my that's my object? That's right. mine. Uh, yeah, and and I will and do to that. Add insult anything. to injury. You got yeah. like the nerd dude Benny, who or not Benny Eddie Eddie, who we absolutely adore. I do at least. I thought Eddie was like a great addition, and I was 
rooting for him and worried about him throughout the entirety of the series. Yeah. That being said, we did struggle a little with how old he looked based on what he was supposed to be like fifth, maybe six year senior or whatever. Right. But he they looked, do joke. you know, he looks way older than that. They do that. joke that, that yeah, he, he's done senior year a couple times, which, right. you know, which to me was maybe the strangest thing about the character is that, you know, we're, we have stereotypes about nerds being smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, I guess I do like the fact that they're, they, they played that angle. Now that I'm thinking about it out loud is that not all nerds just because you like something doesn't mean that you're really smart or good at school. Yeah, no, I yeah. think you're right. I think there's the different, there's the nerd, which is usually associated with the academic side, but he's more like the freak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they he's more of a freak, a freak character. Yeah. And even Dustin, I don't think Dustin is all that smart. He had to have his grade changed, remember, by, right. by his lady friend. He's yeah. more of a freak, too. Like, Mike and uh, Will are more of the nerds, I feel like. It's yeah. a freaks and geeks sort of thing. <laughs> Although I will say, um, wasn't his his D was like in Latin. and That's true. <laughs> and, and I also think that was used to just set up his girlfriend as being the hacker, you know. Right. We introduced the fact that she is hacked into the – even – like we don't have like the the internet yet, except they are leading you to believe war games. That, they yes. immediately talk about war games. War games <laughs> is that there's a way that computers are still talking to each other. Um, uh, one of my other one of my other favorite characters to be introduced was the Victor Creel, and I, I really liked how they presented mm-hmm. it as this town's lore. You know, like oh, you don't know who Victor Creel is. Also, great name, great character name. It is a great name. And then um, you've got Robert England playing the part. And those eyes look so gross. Yes. Did you see the makeup on his uh, gouged out eyes? Or, yes. Oh my goodness! Uh, it it looks like there's like, still pus going on. In well, there. it seems like he ke- he keeps trying to do it again, and that's why they like that's they won't heal or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yes, you just got that beautiful nod to England as the Freddy Krueger. And when he's sitting there, he's scratching the table, uh, you know, alluding to Freddy's razor fingers, just scratching at the table. Yes. Uh, and that scene, that scene. Yo, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, but that scene also is very Silence of the Lambs. Mm. Um, the last got... cell. Yeah. You don't go close to the bars. It was very Silence of the Lambs, yeah. which yeah. we had just revisited as well. Um, Penhurst had a couple other Easter, Easter eggs I wanted to mention. When they're walking down the stairs to the the cell with the the head of the warden, um, right. on the background there's a no knives, no needles, no razors sign, which is a call out to Freddy, of course. Uh, you can't oh, absolutely. Needles. Absolutely. Um, That's great. And there was one other thing. Oh, yeah. When they're walking through the kind of asylum part, um, in the background, there is, and when he's kind of mentioning the music is what kind of calms these people. Right. There's right. A, a few albums put on the back or, or song titles that speak directly to dream sort of stuff. I'm trying to remember, I'll, I'll See You When My Dreams was one. Right. Um, and I guess what that also deals with, you know, the, the topic of that is someone trying to get back their former lover. So you have that Steve and Nancy sort of like business going on there as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um did you, I like the Penhurst stuff. I did because I felt like we. I mentioned this a little bit before we started chatting. Um, Robin was so amazing in season three. I feel like she yeah. was the the season stealer, and in this one, she was good. But I just feel like she wasn't given enough 
to do enough yeah. to say there's a moment when i'm um, in the final episode when they um have gone through to the upside down and she kind of like falls back on eddie and it's very established that she's lgbtq and just like it seems like that moment in um justice league that wade got in trouble for for having the flash fall back on wonder yeah. woman it was just like needless uh, I, I don't yeah. know sexualization of her it, i just didn't i didn't really like that i yeah. love robin i just and i loved the family video stuff oh man love the family videos I, I mean they they keep giving steve hilarious jobs but like working at the <laughs> mall working at the video store it's just right on right on point it and the is. way they I mean, those to... <laughs> I, I was, had those jobs, you know what I mean? Yeah. For yeah. sure. I, I worked just, at the mall. And then I worked at the video store right after that. So right. I totally related. That being said, this is nineteen eighty six. Did your town have a family video at that point? No, not yet. Me either. Did, for we, me, the you had the independent ones. Yep. And then Blockbuster and Hollywoods took over. And then as Blockbusters and Hollywoods kind of faded away, that's when family video kind of yes. ushered into our neck of the woods, I feel like. That yes. was the the last one to yeah. show up. Yeah, we had a Blockbuster, we had a Hollywood, and we had an Aloha video, which was the independent video store. Um, But then, yes, we, yeah, years later, I mean, I think I was graduating high school, they put in a family video in our town. Huh. Yeah, it was later, and I think mostly it had to do with the adult section in the back, which, they they don't really mention that at all in this one. They do do not. They 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 steer clear of that. No. I guess my favorite Easter egg in the family video, though, was when Max shows up there and they're like, we got to we need your guys help. The Freddy Krueger 3D cutout cardboard cutout, is right behind her shoulder, like insinuating she's the one that's about to be tormented by Vecna. Yeah, that was great. Um, I really liked yeah, what they did with that. Who else are we missing in terms of new characters? We got Miss Kelly, the psychiatrist. Weird character. Weird character. I, I, she, she, I didn't really like her. She's not something I'd want to tell my secrets to. At first, no. we were hypothesizing that she was uh, kind of evil herself, but well, I don't. I yeah, guess that's I not mean, the case. I, I thought it was interesting, you know, and and I don't think they were just using her character to you know pull out information on Max, like is your mom still drinking type of a thing, just right. figuring out like the um, the aftermath of, of of losing her her stepbrother Billy. And how terrible her father was, but I think, I think we've talked about like just about all the. One thing I do want to mention though is I want to go back and talk a little bit about Chrissy, our first victim. When all our bones are snapped. The jaw is right. reminiscent of um, the ring. Almost, I feel like yeah. he had the face that was very similar to the ring action. But also, there's a couple like Jaws allusions in this too, because Chrissy's the first victim in Jaws. And she's pulled down, very reminiscent to the way that Steve is pulled down when he is in the in the lake, and yeah. kind of yoink down, just like Chrissy in that first one. And also, um, Arnie Cunningham. So Chrissy's last name in this in, in Stranger Things is Cunningham, and Arnie Cunningham is the main character in Christine, the movie about the uh-huh. satanic car. The car. Yeah. So you got two Stephen King illusions there, or not right. Stephen? One Spielberg and one King illusion. Right. right. Uh, double Stephen illusion, if you will. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think we did cover all the new characters beyond that. You know what one thing I'm happy about is when I was watching the previews for this season, I really thought there was going to be like an entire episode um, in the haunted house. You know what I mean? And there wasn't. I was really pleased how that played out and how we got to see the Creel family's history more in piecemeal versus like an entire. I was a little worried that we were going to be, you know, 
having a historical episode in, in its entirety, and that would have sure. bored yeah. the pants off of me. But I feel like this last sequence where you got Nancy seeing the monologue in which 001 uh, Vecna is explaining it to Al, I felt like that was really well done. Nancy's yes. stuck in this while it's being explained. Um, granted, we don't know what happens to Nancy other than she then seeing that it was this kid. Uh yeah, but I thought that was really well edited, and, and the the last episode was was pretty great, I would say. Especially you got the demi Gordon Gorgon attack in Russia, though the big payoff in Russia, so much Russia stuff, which like the lab, I felt was too much, a yeah. little boring, a little played out. Um, but the demi Gorgon ba- battle was pretty badass. Yes, it was, um, and that's that is. Um... That storyline, we do have a couple characters that we didn't mention. We've got the um, the actor from Game oh, of Thrones, who is uh, the guard who is supposed to be helping Hopper escape, who ends up a prisoner himself. Oh, yes! Yes, then, yes, yes. And then we have the other character who's supposed to be bringing Murray... Yuri the Smuggler. Yes, thank you. Yuri the Smuggler. <laughs> Another fun character, kind of an over-the-top 80s action movie. Um, kind of goes back to, to the, the Indiana Jones... Uh, References well, he was earlier. the delight. I was a little bummed oh. that he turned out to be a bad guy. I know, but I know. But that's nevertheless, he was still fun. I mean, the payoff, <laughs> the payoff. When Murray, I think in like season one, or sorry, in episode one, where he says, "I have karate lessons on that day," <laughs> and then, and then to bring back the karate and that sequence of him on the plane talking about such his an hands. unlikely action hero it was my a arms delight. my feet <laughs> my feet are like spears yes uh yeah my hands like daggers or yeah so fun uh and i also like they could have taken a really uh, i mean murray's already a really great comedic character but I like that he was actually good at karate. You know, it could it could have been the other yeah, way around, where right. he's been taking these lessons against children. Very Kramer from Seinfeld. Um, oh, he kicks some ass. I mean, he kicks some ass. I really one I really of the best characters that. in the entirety of the series, and I think you're right. He might have stolen season four. I, I think he did. I'm a huge fan of Eddie, and I think Eddie brought a lot to season four. But yeah, I think Murray still takes the cake. Yes. Which leads me, and um, stop me if you want to talk about anything else, but which leads me to unanswered questions. Okay. Um, something that you had just talked about as far as uh, Nancy seeing this play out between 11 and 1. Right. Here, Here's a question for me. Does the Upside Down already exist, or is it in this moment where 11 is pushing one through this dimension, are mm-hmm. they creating it right there or mm-hmm. it's already in existence and we're just, you know, learning that that's, that's how, that's how Vecna, um, I mean, how does 11 have the ability to just sort of like, what's decimate? the better story? I mean, I, I hate to say right. it, but because they spent so much time on that, it's constantly 1983 there. I feel like it is 11 that created it in right. that moment. Right? And That's as she is this thinking. character that only can imagine what the outside is, to her, the only world is what's outside this lab, right? So right. that would make sense that it would then be the surrounding town of Hawkins that is then, I'm sending you out of my world into that outer, the, the upside out, essentially. Yeah. What's atop Which, the lab? Because in, right. in a way, the, the, the lab is underground, right? So similar to how the upside down 
and Hawkins are inverse of one another. Her being in the lab, she's stuck in the upside down. And to her, the outside world is just what's above the lab. Right. Um, and that's where she's sending him. But what is going on with all the tentacles then when she creates the portal? Um, and then he, of course, is, is floating through this weird the port where the lightning starts zapping him and ripping right. off his skin. This is all her creation then in that moment. How does, how, how can we justify I don't know. this? How does, I don't know. I mean, the, the question also by picking an answer there is also then questioning what was the real purpose of these kids in the lab then? Um, was it to weaponize children? Because they, remember they talk about Matthew Modine wanting to be able to, um, God, I actually forget now who talked about it. It may have been the colonel talking to Paul Reiser about how they wanted to create a program where they could assassinate people. Um, right. Uh, so, so is that the main purpose then? We're we're in this lab in Hawkins, Indiana, creating assassins, or were they trying to create, you know, a, a team of kids who could fight the things from the from the um, from the upside down? It's a chicken or the egg here, you know. Right. Yeah. Um. I hope I hope the upside down existed before her. It's just so the time I. thing that I'm hung up on. That it's right. constantly 1983 there, even though through the portals they can see each other. And granted, there's not the guns there, and in the way that it would be in 1986, that's that's where it throws me off. Right. Is I feel like it was created in that moment, um, and that maybe they is it maybe assassins, but. It, one of the one of the words that really struck me is that 001 mentions to 11 your superior. So it might be more of like a brotherhood in X-Men sort of thing where they want the next evolution of humans. Right. Um, you know, that they're trying to find those that like the same way um, Magneto would do. He wants the world to be inherited by mutants and get rid of the regos. Um, so it might be along that way. Only thing, reason I, I mentioned that is because of the superior. The word superior just has that ethnocentric vibe and immediately goes to World War II sort of ethnic cleansing stuff. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure, but I guess that's what I would I would lean toward. I'm not sure. It's a tricky one. Something else I, um, I've been wondering now that they didn't, and I think they kind of had the opportunity to answer this one in this first part of the season, was <laughs> what's going on with Hopper. So how, so we, we know that Hopper was sent to Russia. Right. And they're clearly, this is, this kind of also could play into the, the, uh, the previous question we were asking about the upside down if the Russians also had the same program going on in Russia on the other end, did they also know about the upside down? Therefore, maybe it did already exist. Yeah, the the Russians' awareness and accessing the upside down is the one thing that does make me think it could have existed prior to 1983, to, to that moment that she kills right. 001. Um, so my other but- question... Yeah, well, I guess I, I don't understand. They thought he was a spy. Right. That's, that's one of right. my other ans- unanswered questions is like, I really don't understand why the Russians didn't just kill Hopper. What <laughs> what sort of like asset did they think he could be for them? Right. Well, he did show up in a Russian um, uniform. I mean, there's that. That's true. So and they, they were really think- obsessed with Joyce being in the uniform too. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yes. how attractive she was. In that Do uniform. you think you can travel back 
through the portal, and will they use that to get back to Hawkins? Because the plane is destroyed now. Yeah. Um, they better get back to Hawkins as soon as possible. That's all I know. Is I'm right. over the rush. And the stuff. fastest means would be would be the portal. Yes. Yeah. Are you familiar with Minecraft at all? Not because really. what I'm what I'm really seeing in this is um, in Minecraft, there's something called the nether and you build these portals that then takes you to this underworld. That's really like this, this horrible lava and it's just like that's the scary. There's scarier beings down there, too. Right. But it's a truncated space. So let's say if you were traveling three miles above ground in Minecraft, if you make it to the nether, you only have to travel like a quarter mile to get to that same yeah. space if you have another portal there. So well, what I'm wondering then is if they are able to do that, how does, is it Hawkins still there? Or right. are we talking about maybe like some sort of strange um, warp where it's, is this part of Russia where they are on the complete opposite side of the world as Hawkins, where it's like this portal uh, geographically? What is right. significant about the spot that it happens in Russia? Because we have such significance to it happening in Hawkins. It's, that... it's like it's like in the movie um, Stargate. Do you remember what in Stargate? You've got yes. a point here and a point here, and you fold it. Right. Yes. So, and, the, and the idea wormholes, of fo- wormholes. Yeah, yeah. That's the what we're idea dealing of with. Folding dimensions, folding in, um, yeah. would support that theory that you could travel from point A to point B a lot faster if the dimension itself was like a, like a folding and um and that, that the idea of the upside down being a plane that uh, I mean, which I don't then know you much. got me thinking along the lines of Event Horizon business too okay, because there you go. There you go. Sam Neill definitely does that same sort of. Uh, analogy with the with the folding of the paper and granted that wormhole brings about this evil force not unlike what's going on potentially in stranger things so maybe we are discounting event horizons impact on this (laughs) Uh, well well, that's one more question about this russia um area are they in siberia you would think that they're further north now in the cold um mm -hmm. so was now do they need to try well i guess they've got the portal access there because of the demogorgon I don't know. They're, these are questions I, I, I need answered. <laughs> Damn straight. Uh, uh, I guess the, the last questions is who you think's making it out of this next part? Because we got to have a death, right? Somebody's got to die. Who are we losing? I think we're losing the, the guard helping um, Hopper. Okay. The dad Mance is going to die because this is our, our first dad Mance in the series. Yeah, exactly. The two dads. And unfortunately, I think, you know, because of the, the crimes he's committed um, on the Russian end, there, there's no, unless, unless, you know, it's one of those moments where he, you know, he says, I can't go with you. My, my family's here type of a situation. Right. I don't think we're losing Murray because we've just established how strong no, I, and smart he is. Um, right. Yuri though. Can we, wait, I think we could use the, lose the smuggler yes. if they're going if they're going to use him to fly back if they're flying back they're going to need the pilot right i would assume can you are we fly? losing any of the kids are we losing any of the teens i don't think so i don't think so because i think that's you know uh, we, we are getting season five after this yes we are so well, what I about mean, you... like more of the hellfire club which there's some funny characters in that in uh, eddie's band right Oh you yeah, that more yeah. rotund figure who's he's like hoot. I want him to be in it more. He's, oh, I don't yeah. know if you remember the picture of the Hellfire Club, but yes. his image in that is really funny. I think uh, we're losing um, the preppy kid then. Okay, 
okay so you're saying the bully the the guy the bully yeah the blonde basketball captain okay that that would make sense um yeah because that's spielbergian law if somebody has transgressed they're gonna get eaten by a lizard absolutely <laughs> um that would make sense i still think we gotta have a heartfelt death similar to bob in season two yeah it just seems inevitable because it, we lost billy in three right we lose bob in two we lose any, who we lose in the first one no one i, I guess know. i guess not what so just this? i don't know i feel like we're gonna lose it could be Eddie, which I hate. It could be Eddie sacrificing himself if it's not Steve. Well, uh, to, to support that theory there, I would think that Eddie needs redemption as a hero. Yeah. Because he, he's, he's been this... running and running. I've been running away. He get, keeps talking about how much he's been running, running, running. Yes. he talks. So maybe he, he talks... stands his ground. Yeah, and he's talking to Steve about He's like, if these two girls weren't here, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have helped you. Uh, and he's being honest there, you know, he's, which I like about his character, how honest he is. Um, but yeah, huh. I think he, he needs to go down as a hero. And I think as, as the leader of the Hellfire Club, he needs to do that. Yeah. That's my, I mean, that's my sacrifice. As much as I don't want death, I want death because it's, uh, I honestly thought there was a chance Max was going to was going to die in that sequence. Yeah, I think Max it's has seen, been through too much. Max. Right. It would have been so heartbreaking, though. Yeah, I just think it might have derailed everyone emotionally to the point where you I, can't move on plot wise. But OK, I will say Eddie, Steve or Nancy are the three on the chopping block. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes the most. Maybe Argyle, but he did just find love. Uh, yeah, Argyle. Argyle <laughs> did just find love. If anything, Argyle is. They're going to give him another heroic moment, and um, you know, like he, he's maybe it'll change his life for him. And give it there's no purpose. way Jonathan dies. Cause he's so useless now. Yeah, he is. Um, he might sacrifice himself for Nancy. Yeah, I think it's kind of uh, their dynamic is very strange to me, but. In a way, it's realistic, and I actually do enjoy it. There's one thing I wanted to mention, though, because Please. I did watch a lot of these Easter egg vids. But one one thing while I was watching, I was like, Vecna has to be an anagram for something. What is Vecna an anagram for? Um, and after a little research, it turns out the name Vecna was an anagram of Vance, the surname of Jack Vance, the fantasy author whose works inspired the magic system used wow. in Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. That's good. That's Which really is good. perfect. But then here, I just found another another thing. Apparently, there's an anagram for the word eternal, which is uh, Renalte, which is what Vecna means in Slovenian. So if we're talking about eternal nature of Vecna and the Upside Down, that might point to it having been there prior to uh, Eleven's opening that portal. Yeah. If there's that eternal angle. And again, with that eldritch power, um, that I mentioned earlier, that also points to an ancient otherworldly dimension, a la where Pennywise comes from, too. So, I, gotcha. I don't know, maybe... Yeah. yeah. It's just like a snapshot that's frozen, or, or just time doesn't exist there. I don't know. I'm not sure. We're... I'm excited, though. That's that's all I know. And I'm glad that you liked it as much as you did, because I think I was... I, I just love season three so much that yeah. it was going to be hard to live up to season three for me. Yeah, I mean, season three had the mall. I mean, it was, it yeah. was pretty amazing. I think we're going to get a lot. You know, I'd, I'd heard a rumor that we're going to get some, um, yeah, some sad 
real moments, which probably means death in this part too. Yeah. But I think we're going to get a lot, uh, a lot more that, um, that as a whole season four will, will, you know, really stand out. I hope so. Yeah. Honestly, I loved the first part, but mostly because I see the potential of what it's setting up for two. Yes. And just that, that last episode hanging around in that upside down, understanding how the light stuff works was yep. so satisfying that yeah the light bright uh, and uh yeah oh yeah. the light bright was amazing that was so great the, the only last thing funny. i kind of want to mention is having worked at a video store myself i kind of like at the time realized it but was reminded that is such a database of everybody that lives around there their oh, address and yeah. in, in a way that like more potent they, than even a phone book at the time and they, you know what a great payoff to find in reefer rick's house <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you yes. think? We'll, here's a question. Do you histories. think we'll meet Reefer Rick? I sure Will hope we so. meet Reefer? Yeah, I think so too. I think so, I think so too. Um, what if it turns we, out what, to be like that secondary cop or something? You know, right. the one from a uh, search party. That guy. He seems like he might. John Reynolds. Be a bit of a stoner himself. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I hope we do meet Reefer Riff, Rick, and I'm I'm wondering how much more we're going to get from those cops as well, because having taken over for Hopper, they had a much bigger role this this season. Yeah. How much bigger a role are they going to get? What were you saying? Uh, oh, well, uh, John Reynolds is was uh, I worked with John Reynolds at the Second City, and he's he was in one of my uh, web series. Um, oh, nice. So that's our that's our connection to Stranger Things. But my oh, question cool. is. When are we getting part two? Is it July 1st? July 1st, which is great. Uh, that's just one month we can get through it, especially given that The Boys starts on June 3rd in a couple days. Yeah. So um, we'll get and through it. And, of course, plenty of good movies coming out this this month as well. Absolutely. And here's something we, we don't ever do. I mean, if you listen to the full episode, the next episode we do will be about... Jurassic, Jurassic Park, baby. Jurassic Park. The horrors of JP. Yeah, I'm gonna dip a little bit fun. into uh, the books as well. So get excited oh, if you're a there you go. big JP fan. That was the first first book I read uh, as a pseudo young in like 12 or 13. That like I didn't quite understand all the words right. in it, but I just loved the book before having seen the movie. So special place in my heart for Jurassic Park. I look forward to digging into the new one. Love it, and um, should be good. Should be good. I am excited. Um, so if you can somehow between now and next week, stay alive, stay alive. <laughs>